Welcome to the Plant Services Podcast Series, The Hidden Cost of Compressed Air, sponsored by Kaiser Compressors. Each podcast in this four-episode series has tackled one of the many facets of compressed air system operation and costing. I'm Tom Welch, Chief Editor of Plant Services, and today I'm joined by two compressed air experts from Kaiser, Neil Maltretter and Matt McCorkle, for our final discussion on how to reveal and control costs with system monitoring of your compressed air system. Neil is technical director for Kaiser Compressors, and he's conducted and supervised thousands of industrial compressed air studies to help plant teams achieve significant energy savings and operational improvement. And Matt is manager of branch operations for Kaiser Compressors and has worked as a certified energy manager through the Association of Energy Engineers. Welcome guys, and thanks for being with us today for this final episode of a special series. Thanks for having us, Tom. All right, well, Matt, let's start the conversation with you. Over the last three episodes, we've covered air quality, location concerns, and oversizing your system. And you were with us for that first episode on the cost of oversizing. If someone really wanted to get a handle on all these problems, what are some things that you would recommend they do? Well, it's, you know, I think whenever you're looking at the hidden costs um, of something, you really got to start by just taking a step back and consider the full impl implications of your decisions. So, um, for example, depending on where a business is in their growth cycle and where their equipment is in the life cycle really depends on what kind of the first steps would be. So, for instance, if you're in a kind of a steady growth mode and um, your equipment is mid-life cycle, you know, the number one thing you can do is optimize. And so when you're optimizing and you're trying to realize hidden costs and how to, how to reduce them, it's important to just have data and, and have as much information as you can in terms of how your business is using air, how much it's costing you, how, how, you know, how much manpower is going into your equipment, and um, are you getting the air quality you need for production? And that's where a master controller like the Sigma Air Manager comes in. So that's, that's a big part of, um, you know, if you're in kind of that optimization phase. But if you're a business that's in a growth mode, um, or you're, you know, replacing obsolete equipment, or you're just adding equipment and really growing, then you're going to look at it uh, when it takes some other steps. And those might be, um, you know, looking a little broader at, at the, you know, capital expense decisions you have in the coming years and realize, you know, where equipment goes is really critical. Um, you know, you want to design flexibility into your solutions and really plan that, uh, to, to design your air quality specifically for what you're doing in your plant. And so um, and no matter what you do, I think it's, I think it's important just to um, realize that in today's day and age, you, if you don't have the data, it can't help you make the decision. And that's where something like a master control Sigma Air Manager um, comes, in, comes into play. But it's just, you know, you always got to look at how expensive air is beyond just the obvious direct costs. And uh, just look a little broader at those decisions and realize there's costs at many different stages of operating the system. Yeah, so I would definitely agree with Matt. Uh, he made a lot of great points. I think monitoring is key. You know, one thing that we say in designing systems, you know, measure twice and cut once. And once that piece is in place, we don't think about it again. But you really need to. And I think that monitoring, that baselining, that checking in, on how your compressed air system's actually running, those key performance indexes that we're, we'll probably talk about today, 
those are, are really important to figure out how you're doing and and how well you're doing and and if you're ready for the future so yeah i mean i think getting a handle on it is is getting that baseline either from a master controller or from an air audit or or from your controllers that are there with push information um so a lot of things are at our fingertips these days and we just have to tap into it well, I'm going to build on something that Matt mentioned, Neil, uh, about collecting data. And now these days you've got more and more assets that have built-in communications technology. I mean, it started with Alexa and Siri, um, which are now in the homes and pockets of a lot of people. You know, even some home appliances are incorporating these kind of technologies. So could you tell us about some of the standard built-in communication capabilities of newer compressors? And do you think there'll be a day, for example, when I turn on the compressor just by talking into the phone or smart speaker? Yeah, Tom, it, it really is a great question. It, it puts, you know, our industry kind of in a reality check. Um, you know, whenever I go in to wake my kids up, hey, Amazon, you know, play queen. You know, so that's that's how I, I make sure that 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 they're aware of my music, of course, and that, you know, it's it's time to wake up. Dad's here. So, yeah, I mean. The, the ability to, to remotely monitor data um, is key. And I think all this information really, again, is at your fingertips. So to be able to, to open your phone and say, oh, compressor one um, operating temperature is uh, 200. You know, should I be concerned? These are things that, you know, they are coming. They are available today. And the kind of push data or technology that's out there, and you have Ethernet IP, um, you have uh, Modbus TCP, uh, there's BACnet here in the U.S. or Profinet, um, you know, worldwide. Uh, we're seeing a lot of call now for OPC UA as well. So those are some of the protocols uh, that that you'll see customers request, depending on what kind of control system they're using today. Um, and you know, it, whether it's an additional module you might need, or a converter box, or it's automatically included, or you have to get a release code. Like, there's a lot of different options depending on manufacturers. But, you know, I'd say most master controllers have that capability and they're kind of that central nervous system or the compressed air system pulling in information from dryers, filters, ancillary equipment, as well as compressors, and then being able to push that out uh, to a client. So, you know, whereas you do have some remote capability to start and stop equipment or, um, you know, check in, get alarms and so on, you know, to say that, um, you know, at the end of a shift, I'm going to, you know, look at my phone and say, hey, Siri, play ACDC and turn off the compressed air system. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to be quite there from, you know, a safety and operations standpoint, because you really do need to have visualization on those things. But, you know, we're definitely getting closer. Um, so, you know, someday you may see that. Okay. You mentioned this enabling remote operation among other things. Maybe we can talk a little bit more, more about that. Um, what are some of the key benefits of remotely monitoring your compressed air system? Uh, does that outweigh the cost of adding a master controller or a system controller? Yeah, you know, I, I hem and haw about this all the time. Um, you know, what we see is that the the benefits of a master controller, you know, I, I can talk about this all day and you know, unfortunately, you and, and the listeners don't have that kind of time. But, you know, there, there's really so many things you can get. You know, you, you're getting alarms, you're getting messages on the compressors. 
Um, you're getting maintenance indications. Sometimes you're, you're also getting countdowns on, oh, maintenance is due. You know, so it's just like driving your car. You know, I, oh, B1 service is ready. Okay, you know, I need to schedule that. So you're getting those things, um, which is a, a huge benefit. Um, and those are things that you may not have seen before. So if you're tapped in, you're getting emails, you're getting these reports, you're getting energy reports, you're getting maintenance reports, you're getting these alarm messages and warnings. Um, so I feel like you're, you're much more dialed into how the system's running. Um, and those KPIs uh, are really critical. So you can see, okay, well, am I, am I where I need to be? And you may have to ask a compressed air consultant, is, um, is this specific power okay? You know, do I need to be lower? Is, is higher okay? You know, so, so there are some things that you may need some support on to figure out, is this the right place? But those are those mile markers or, or milestones that will help you kind of get on track. You know, and in regard to cost, the cost of a master controller can vary widely. If, if we're talking about a brand new system that we're putting in, so we've got CapEx for it, you know, the cost of the master controller, if it's, if it's 10% of that overall cost, I, I might be surprised, you know, depending on how big that system might be. But when you're asking for, you know, more functionality, I want to, want to measure more things or I'm integrating some older equipment or maybe some competitive equipment. So those modules you might need might be a little bit more, but you know, for me, it's, it's a peace of mind or it's a state of mind, you know, how much information do I want and how much am I willing to spend for it? Uh, because really it's, it's a one time spend for, you know, a huge benefit. You know, again, I'm standing here, uh, you know, maybe, you know, dare I say I'm taking a vacation, I'm on the beach and I want to see how the plant's operating. I just pull up my phone, I have connectivity, boom, I see, you know, the plant's running, I can check a leak load on a weekend. You know, that's, that's a huge peace of mind that we didn't have access to maybe 10 years ago. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's really key and you have to ask yourself how much I'm willing to pay for that. Yeah, I think when it comes to return on investment and evaluating the cost benefit of master control, I liken it to the flip phone versus a smartphone in the sense that, you know, a smartphone costs you more in every, uh, in every facet. You have to pay for more service because you're using more data and your, you know, your plans cost more than the old flip phone where you just had texting and phone calls and the end of the day, you can make phone calls and text and communicate with a flip phone, but nobody's going back to that because of all of the convenience and the power of the modern smartphone. And you're able to make the most use of your time. Uh, you're able to just be so much more efficient, but there's not necessarily a direct ROI uh, to it in terms of just specific dollars and cents. Yes, the flip phone is cheaper. So yes, not having a master controller um, you know, maybe cheaper dollars and cents, but are you ma maximizing the use of your personnel? Are you maximizing the use of your equipment? Are you um, taking advantage of all the capabilities of, uh, of your personnel and the equipment? And that's, that's to me where the master control comes in. And it really helps, helps you just operate your, your business at a much higher level. And that's where the ROI comes in, even if it may not be uh, direct dollars and cents. No, I hear you both loud and clear on that. And, and Matt, the, the last question for today, I'll key in on that issue of people's time and what they have time to monitor and watch. You know, we, we've spent a lot of time during this series covering the many ways that hidden costs add up uh, over time and over the life of the compressed air system. 
plant managers, operations engineers, they're all busy, crazy busy. And many don't have the capacity to monitor one more thing. So as a final question for the podcast series, what are some of the more crucial data points that you would recommend our listeners monitor and collect data on for their systems? Well, I think the most critical uh, contributions to hidden costs are related to availability or reliability and your air quality. Those are the things that cost you more than you realize when you have an issue. And those are the things that through monitoring, you can help prevent. So in terms of availability, um, on a on a frequent basis, probably in the daily or potentially hourly, uh, being able to check what is the status of the equipment and what are my you know what are my key uh, indicators uh, in terms of equipment health. So things like temperature and and then your message history and those are again at your fingertips. So it's not like it takes a lot of time. You don't have to go anywhere specific to check it, but just having the process to check those availability metrics. And then in terms of air quality, so your pressure, your pressures. Um, that you haven't had any uh, minimum pressure events and that your air treatment is all operating as designed. So you're not getting additional moisture um, or, or oily condensate down, down on the line causing potential rework or, um, or scrap. So those are really, I think, the most uh, you know, kind of real-time monitoring things that are most critical to reducing hidden costs to an absolute minimum. And then in terms of a quarterly basis or possibly monthly basis, looking at your overall consumption and costs. So when you're looking at your uh, consumption profiles, really seeing, you know, have maybe different operators, are they operating equipment differently, causing higher costs than other operators are, um, are different production lines, you know, are there, is their consumption changing or different products costing you, uh, costing you more in air. So that's something that can be done in a more periodic basis. But those are the things I would check. And I think, you know, with the master control, um, it, it enables, um, you know, even the, the busiest of folks to be able to check that, stay on top of it and really minimize those uh, hidden costs. Thanks, Matt and Neil, for being here with us today. Yeah. Thanks again for having us. That's a wrap for our series, everyone, The Hidden Costs of Compressed Air. The first three episodes of this series cover the costs associated with sizing, location, and air quality. And you can find these episodes anywhere that the Plant Services Tool Belt podcast is available. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Kaiser Compressors, and thanks to everyone for listening.